It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word harvest to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. confession of faith together. We got to get into this word. Anybody need a word from the Lord? Now, we say this together, so I need you to say it with me like an army. And because of the way this stage is set up, y'all sometimes, y'all be on fire. When I go back and look at the replays, y'all be on fire. The thing is, I can't hear you though up on the stage. There's this, this sound, whatever, all that, okay? So I just need you to, I just need you to talk loud to me, okay? Now I said, Bishop, wow, I just want to sit and learn. I, and that's great. Go back and watch the replay so you can get your notes. But in this moment, in this moment, say atmospheres matter. matter. In certain places, Jesus didn't do certain things because the atmosphere they created. And God goes where he's celebrated, not where he's tolerated. He's surrounded by worship 24-7. Angels are flying back and forth. Holy, 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 holy. So why would he come to a cold, dead service? You got to give him what he's used to. You, you listen to what I'm saying? He's used to noise. So the, I just like quiet church. But you're going to hate heaven, so go to hell. Because all they do all day is he good. All they do all day, increase. All they do all day is won't he make a way. Come on. All right, lift your Bible. Let's make a question. Let's say it together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation and restoration every day in Jesus name amen so God take over for these next few moments this is all about you tonight get the glory out of everything that happens in this building and online I take authority over this atmosphere and I pray against any distractions I pray against anything that would not allow us to focus on your word for these next few moments God this is the month where we will not get punked let him who stole steal no longer I pray that tonight God you arrest all of us and speak clearly answer every single prayer tonight say tonight and so every single prayer tonight God don't let us leave the same way that we came in here don't let us all off the 
the same way that they logged on. God, I need the Holy Ghost to come do what he does now. Let the anointing break yokes. Come here, Isaiah 10. What's a yoke? It's a connection to something. Break every demonic connection. Break every demonic connection. Break every demonic connection. Break anything that's been attached to us. Get it up off of us. If it has no business going into our future, I pray that we leave with clarity. I pray we leave with strength. And I pray we leave with power. In Jesus' name, lift your hands. Worship God for five seconds right there. Go five. Four. Where's your sound, Atlanta? Three. Two. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shout it again. Shout hallelujah. On your way to your seat. This month, somebody say, you got the wrong one. You got the wrong one. You got the wrong one. Listen, let's jump into this word tonight. I teach in series at Harvest Church, and the last two series of this year are to set you up to end 2023 strong and enter 2024 with more and expecting more. Say, I'm expecting more. This series is called Don't Get Punked. And what does that mean? The term punked, it literally means this. It means to be intentionally fooled in some way. And for some of you, watch me. What the enemy used against you in October is not going to work in November. (laughs) It means to be intentionally fooled in some way, to trick or to deceive. If you look at 2 Corinthians 2.11, it's on the screen. It says this, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant. (laughs) We are not ignorant of his devices. In other words, he will always punk you and take advantage of you and trick you and deceive you if you do not understand how he works. So all this month, if I say all month, all month, all this month, I'm going to expose his devices so you can defeat his devices. You better hear me. Let him who steal no longer. I said this on Wednesday. Often if you grew up in church, you'd hear stuff like this. I'm going into the enemy's camp and I'm going to do what? Take back everything the devil stole. Let's be honest. He didn't take anything you didn't willingly give. Y'all better hear me tonight. And some of you, you gave him your joy. You gave him your peace. You gave him your self-esteem. You gave him your peace of mind. But guess what you're about to do in the month of November? Everything I freely gave up because I didn't know his devices, I'm getting that back this month. I need you to make sure you sit next to somebody that's got a teaspoon of thuggery in them, in the spirit. That just simply means I will not be denied. I've given up too much. I've wasted too much time. I've used too much of my days and my years and my energy and my strength and my skill and my expertise on things that did not produce or produce anything for me. But this month, I'm making the decision. I'm about to take it back. I need you to elbow somebody say, I'm taking it back this month, this month. Uh-uh, wrong person. Find you somebody that when you say that, they shout about it. Elbow them say, I'm taking it back this month. And if I'm taking back what I gave, guess what that means? Increase. So when I expose his devices to us this month, it will allow us to defeat his devices. And one of those devices that the enemy will try to use against us is that, watch me, you'll get punked by a punk. (laughs) Okay. What do you mean? Uh, So the enemy, and I opened this up on Wednesday. You go back and watch the replay. You can see part one in Denver this morning, uh, from Denver this morning. Uh, Is the enemy is a punk. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Uh, He's a punk. Okay, I'm going to say it again. He's a punk. Okay, all right, all right. When you understand the concept uh, of a punk, uh, a punk just simply means um, that he is something of no value. He's worthless. He's a skeezer. Listen, man. He, 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 he's a punk. He's, he, he, he needs you to think he's much bigger than he really is. 
It needs you to think he's got much more power than he really has. This is why the Bible says he walks around like a lion, seeking somebody he can devour, which means he can't get everybody. And since he's got to act like a lion, this means he's not a lion, but he just needs you to get scared of his roar. But I just wonder if there's anybody in the building and no lion that knows that Proverbs 28 says that the righteous are as bold as a lion, which means every time he roar up at me, I'm a roar right back. I- so I taught you some things on Wednesday to open this up. Number one, I taught you that the devil is a sower. Genesis 8.22, while the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. So the enemy believes in seed sowing more than most Christians do. And this is bigger than money. You have to reap what you sow. Let's stop right there. Which is why you never have to worry about getting even with somebody because they're going to reap what they sowed eventually. Y'all ain't. I need some of y'all to stop. I'm going to clap back. I ain't got to clap back because you're going to reap what you sowed. And you got the wrong one. You thought you could hurt me. You ain't got power like that because he's going to make you reap what it is that you sow. Look at your neighbor and say, stop trying to get even with people. Stop trying to get even with people. Tell them, say, stop trying to get even with people. Stop trying. No, they're going to have to reap what they sow. Watch me. But you're going to reap what you sow. So the loyalty that you sow, you're going to get some loyalty. The consistency that you sow, you're going to get some consistency. You will reap what you sow. So what does the devil do? He sows, he sits, then he seeds. And I showed you this with Eve, how he sowed something into her. Then he sat back and then he saw the harvest of it, which was her disobedience. And the Bible says that she gave to her husband that was with her also, and he ate. In other words, watch me, through one seed, he corrupted all of humanity. You better hear me. And for some of you, he sowed seeds when you were a little boy. He sowed seeds when you were a little girl, hoping that he was going to cash in in your teenage years, hoping he was going to cash in in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s. Let's be honest. A lot of what you're dealing with as an adult is simply working out the issues that you had sown into you as a child. But here's the good news. If a seed was sown, a seed can be plucked up. And for some of y'all, there's some stuff this month. You're about to pluck that seed up off the ground. I know they said you weren't going to be nothing. The devil is a lie. I know they said you're going to be just like your daddy. The devil is a lie. I know they said that you're going to fail at everything you set your hand to. But the devil is a Let's go. He's more patient than us because he sat and waited on Eve to act. I taught you Judas, how he sold into Judas. And when he sold into Judas, the Bible literally says in Luke, the Bible says that, and Satan entered Judas. The Greek word there is esokomai. It simply means that it was a thought that Judas was sown based on a conversation that he had. Pay attention. Words and actions are seeds. So you have to be careful the people you surround yourself with, the people you talk to, the people you communicate with, because you may think it's harmless and really the enemy is sowing something. Because Judas wasn't always disloyal. Can I teach? Judas wasn't always a liar. Judas wasn't always a thief. But when Satan entered him, he sowed a seed through a conversation that got him to betray Jesus. And he thought that he had Jesus. In fact, he felt sorrowful for what he did. He said, he's dead because of me. But I love Jesus because our Jesus ain't no punk. Our God ain't no punk. He said, you don't take my life. I'm offering it up and I'm giving it as a sacrifice. Judas' name, can I teach tonight? His name, Judas, it means peephole in a door, which means every person around you is a door to something, which means they're going to show you something in your future, and they're going to explain to you why you've been a subject of attack. The enemy does not attack something that has no value. 
And for some of you, watch me, you need to peep through the door of your Judases and say, why do you keep attacking me? Why do you keep coming after me? Some of y'all, you need to listen to some of what your haters have to say. Bishop, why? Because I need to know what it is that I'm really gifted at. Because I'm afflicted where I'm gifted. I'm anointed where I'm anointed. Where... Sometimes you need to hear what they're saying just so you know where your oil is. I wish you took somebody next to you and say, you got some oil on you. You got some oil. What does that mean? You're anointed to do something. You're not trash. You're not a mistake. You're not a failure. You... So, 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 so Judas' name means people holding the door. And then his last name, his surname, Iscariot, means traitor. So he's Judas, the son of Iscariot, which means he's a people holding the door that's a traitor. Which means his name literally prophesies exactly who he would be. What's crazy is Jesus picked him. Listen, you pick your own Judah. You pick your own betrayer. You pick the people that are going to do you dirty. Which means between now and the end of the year, you need to start looking at the people around you and say, watch me, do you belong in my future? Because if you don't, we ain't waiting until the new year for you to go. You can get your stuff. Get your stuff. And... I wish you'd elbow somebody close to you and say, start cleaning house now. Start I ain't keeping nobody that don't want to be kept. You want to go, baby, you can go. You... Let's go. I like that trap stuff. Listen, let's go. Satan is more patient than us because seed time and harvest requires patience. Let me help some of you tonight is that you've sown. You're in the middle of sitting. But while you're sitting and you're in the in-between time, don't let the in-between time be like you're doing time. Because like I sold all of this, where's my harvest? Well, the bigger the harvest, that means the bigger the seed. The bigger the harvest, that also means the bigger the weight. This ain't for everybody, it's just for me and about 10 more y'all in this building. You've sown so much that your harvest couldn't come to you in a couple of weeks, a couple of months. But I want to prophesy to everybody under the sound of my voice, effective tonight, I pray that your harvest will begin to be released in your life. And what you've sown, somebody shout, I'm about to reap. The devil is a sower. He'll sow something into you and hope that it produces something crazy. He'll sow something in you and hope that it produces something crazy. And what you need to know, silly rabbit, tricks are for kids. He'll sow, watch me, he'll sow some drama right before church. To try to, to, try to discourage you, distract you, get you off your game. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. He, he'll, he'll sow some foolishness. And he's hoping he can get a harvest. Watch me. He'll sow some mess in your marriage. And now watch me. Watch me. He's leaving little pieces because he's trying to get you silly rabbit. Tricks are for kids. And here's what's crazy. If you read this box, the box says this contains bioengineered ingredients, which means, Brian, this ain't even real. So what he sows isn't even edible, which means it doesn't belong to me. And there's some seeds that have been sown. Watch me. It's like this black licorice. You just need to simply say, this, don't, this ain't none of mine. You're going to die just like your mama. Oh, that ain't none of mine. You're going to fail just like your cousin. Em. That ain't none of mine. I wish you'd look at somebody and just tell them, say, that ain't none of mine. That ain't none of mine. You're never going to make it out of the community you grew up in. That ain't none of mine. You ain't never going to be a millionaire. That ain't none of mine. You're never going to finish that degree. That ain't none of mine. Uh oh, you ain't never gonna find love. That ain't nothing. 
Number two, the devil's an accuser. Say accuser. See, because I need to make sure you don't get punked by a punk. He's an accuser. And what he does is he'll throw stuff at you to see what sticks. And if you respond to the accusation, I got it. If you respond to the accusation, he'll know what sticks. Right? What's an accusation? It is a charge or a claim that someone has done something wrong. So what does the enemy want to get you to do? He wants you to be in the blame game. And when you're blamed, your life is lame. Okay, watch me. But to be lame means you can't move forward. And for some of you, you're so busy trying to figure out who was right and who was wrong. What you need to do is say, that doesn't even really matter anymore. Because the only thing I'm about to do is keep it moving. I, I don't know who dropped the ball. I don't know what happened. But the only thing I'm about to do is keep it moving. I, I wish you'd touch your neighbor and just make sure you sit next to a person of faith. Touch them and say, keep it moving. Keep it moving. So he wants to get you into the blame game. He, 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 he shoots darts at you. Here, you come do it. He shoots darts at you. He shoots darts at you. He, he shoots accusations at you to see if it'll stick. Watch me. Look at Revelation 12 while he's doing that. Look at Revelation 12. He says, then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren. Look at your neighbor and say, he's accusing you. Okay, now, now watch me. Here's what he does. Okay. Oh, that's good. Oh, but it didn't stick. That's exactly Play with me if you want to, Atlanta. That's exactly what is supposed to happen. Say what you want to say, but it ain't going to stick. Lie how you want to lie, but it ain't going to. Please touch somebody and say, it ain't going to stick. And I need to encourage somebody because the truth is you've not been perfect. None of us have. The truth is you've done some ratchet stuff. All of us have. You may have done everything they said you did, but you are not who they say you are. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away and all things are made. Let the redeemed of the Lord say, stop letting people use your past against you. Stop letting people use your mistakes against you. Well, you did this. I did that and a whole lot more you don't know nothing about. But God. That's me. He fires it, but it can't stick. But here's what he does. He's an accuser. So he's trying to get you to play the blame game. So who is he accusing? He's accusing. He's accusing. The Bible says he stands before God day and night. So this means 24-7, he's trying to get you to play the blame game. Same thing he did with Adam in the garden. Where does he go? When God goes to Adam, he says, what have you done? Adam, what did you do? Well, the woman you gave me. Blame game. So Adam, your life's going to be lame because you wanted to blame. All you need to do is just take responsibility and own your own stuff. See, watch me. Never let somebody hold something over you like they got leverage. Uh-oh. Well, I know what you did last summer. Look, baby, I know what I did. Okay, yeah. No, never let somebody hold something over you like they're using it as leverage against you. Ready? It says he's the accuser of the brethren. So he'll accuse, he'll accuse you to God. God so-and-so said that um, Numbers 14, 28, your word says that you'll give them exactly what they said. So God, they said they were broke. So they have to be broke. And then you're looking at the manifestation of your own mouth. He'll accuse you to one another. So you spend all your time fighting with one another instead of moving forward. And I don't know about you. Here's where I'm at in my life. If you want to say 2 plus 2 is 11, you know what I'm going to say? Great. Good for you. Good luck with that. Because what I'm not going to do is spend my time going back and forth with them. I'm living my best life. I ain't going back and forth 
with you, ninja. Ready? Okay, let's go. Let's go. So then he tries to accuse, watch me, you to other people, other people to you, so you spend all your time fighting people. And then when you really think about it, it's really stupid. Because this, and hear me, Horace, this is so important to me as, as we're in these interest services, because what comes out of these interest services will be what we launch our church with. And, and, and then once we pour gasoline on it, baby, it's on. I ain't put no gas on it, but once I put some gas on it, we're going to put that good premium on it, and we're going all the way. You ready? Oh, only premium. Listen, you ready? It's a luxury automobile. You ready? But, but this is so important to me. I do not like, and I can't stand, people who all they want to do is fight one another. If we on the same team, we got to fight together. Come here, Big Mama Joe from Soul Food. One finger pointing the blame don't have no impact. But when you ball up all them fingers into a fist, you can strike a mighty blow. Harvest got to be that fist. Everybody 30 and under is totally lost. They're like, I do not know what he's talking about. Okay, you ready? You ready? Okay, but then here's what he does. He'll accuse God to you. If God loved you, why are you going through this? If God loved you, why are you dealing with this? So now you're sitting up blaming God for something that God had nothing to do with. So you spend your whole day in accusations instead of acceleration. You better talk to me. But I need you to make this declaration say, but from this day forward, I will not stay stuck in accusations. Say, I'm not blaming anybody. Say, I take responsibility for my own life. And from this day forward, come on, say it with some bass in your voice. Say, and from this day forward, I'm not accusing, I'm accelerating. Look at me. Satan sits in the presence of greatness. Listen to me carefully. So he knows when he sees it. This is why you and your bloodline have been a consistent target. Bishop, what do you mean he sits in the presence of greatness? Well, because the third thing I talked to is that the devil is an omni anything. Omni meaning all. Um, and then the suffix, omniscient, omniscient, science, knowledge, knowing, study of. Anything that you study always takes you back to God. So when people say science and God contradict one another, that's not true at all. There is no science without God because he's omniscience. Which means anything that can be studied will always take you back to God. Well, Bishop, I think it was a big bang, but who shot it off? Well, Bishop, I think we came from primordial soup. Well, who made the Campbells? Y'all ain't gonna say that to me. Well, Bishop, I think we evolved from a monkey. Well, then who made the first monkey that we evolved from? See, anything that you study is gonna take you back to something you cannot explain, and his name is Jesus. Say this, and I'm not anything. I'm not potent. I'm omnipotent. That's all powerful. See, say, matter of fact, can I just show you? Say, show me, Bishop. Okay, look at Joel 1 and 6. The sons of God. This was a phraseology um, that was used prior to uh, us being created. The archangels, there were seven of them, are seven of them. They were called the sons of God until we were made. Let me explain why the enemy hates you. Look at the enemy and say, and he hates you. Uh, you didn't say it like we like to him some authority in your voice. Say, say don't play with him because he hates you. Yeah, cause see, because some of y'all, you've been playing with somebody that hates you. And whenever, whenever you play games with somebody that hates you, you're going to get played. You ready? You, you've been out here doing stuff you know you have no business doing, thinking that you can play friendly with somebody that hates you, not understanding he's just waiting on an opportunity to take you out. But I don't know who this is for, what the enemy planned to take you out with. In the name of Jesus, please trust the person next to you. Say, we cancel every assignment of the enemy. We... 
Uh-uh, I need some faith people in the building right now. Because for some of you, he was hoping that this was going to be your last Thanksgiving. But, let's go. So, so, so this phraseology, sons of God, was used to describe the archangels. There's seven of them. Say seven. Then Adam was created. And when Adam was created, um, now all of a sudden, angels became servants, and now we became sons. Listen very carefully to me. See, when you look at the book of Job, the Bible is not in necessarily in chronological order. You see what's known as the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Those are all written by Moses. But one of the books that actually predates many of the things that happened in those books is the book of Job. This is why the Bible, um, when it's describing Job, it just says there was a, he was in a land of, the, of this particular geographic area. It couldn't even name it because it hadn't been named yet. So in Job chapter 1 verse 6, it says, When the sons of God, the archangels, came to present themselves before who? Before the Lord. And Satan also came among them. Pay attention. Who got invited to the staff meeting? The enemy. Now, why is this important? Notice what it calls him in Job. It calls him Satan. Can I teach for a moment? It doesn't use the terminology devil because that's a New Testament creation that was used for the Greco-Roman culture that was receiving the word because God wanted to make sure that the word was palatable to those that were receiving it. It is no, nothing different than us using lights, camera, action today to make sure that the word is palatable to the audience that we're ministering it to today because we serve a God that makes sure he knows how to feed us right where we're at. I'm so glad I got a God that knows how to meet me exactly where I'm at and give me exactly what I need. So pay attention. So what happens in the book of Job, we see him called Satan. Say Satan. The Hebrew phraseology is the word ha-satan, which means the adversary, which means the celestial prosecutor. Pay attention. Which means his entire job in being invited to the meeting is to serve as a prosecutor. Watch me, that God uses in order to push you into purpose. I'll talk over here because these people don't shout. Which means the devil does not have all power. He got to go to get permission. And I, okay, okay. You ready? Look at Job 1.6. Let me show you, let me show you, let me show you. The sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and the prosecutor came amongst them because heaven is a courtroom. Heaven is a courtroom. What is God called? Our judge. Let's start. Let's talk. Let's talk. What is Jesus called? Our counselor. That's the terminology for a defense attorney. He's called our advocate. That's the terminology for a defense attorney. And when the enemy throws accusations against you and I, and he asks, how do you plead for your client? Watch me. He doesn't plead not guilty. He doesn't plead guilty. He doesn't plead insanity. You know what he pleads? His blood. And he says, whatever charges and accusations you want to throw against them, none of it's ever going to be able to stick because I covered them with my blood. And 2,000 years ago, when God stepped in a body, that body was called Jesus. Yes, you are. Hamashiach. That body got on the cross and died so that you and I can have life and life more abundantly. But pay attention. I'm almost done. In the me- you still with me? In the meeting, in the meeting, the prosecutor comes. Because heaven is a courtroom. God is our judge. He's also our defense attorney, which means the whole case is stacked. Watch me, in our favor. And what somebody say, it's stacked in your favor. See, see, what I need you to see is that, sure, the devil has a whole lot that he could use. But when you compare that to the blood of Jesus. Okay, let's go. It says, 
It says the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. Look at the next verse. God asked him, where have you been? Look at this. From going to and fro on the earth. Pay attention. So he's not omnipresent because he got to walk to get where he wants. Now, why is that simple fact so important for you to understand? Stop giving him more power than he really has. Because his whole goal is to make you think he can do what he can't do. Okay? So he has to get permission. Say permission. Now, this is an important principle to understand. Because depending on how you grew up, you know, half a church would be about the devil this. The devil's attacking me. The devil's doing this. The devil's doing that. And the devil, the reason I'm late. The devil this. Devil that. Everything is the devil. But I want you to see something. In Job 1 and 12, the Lord says to Satan, Behold, which means look, all that he has, talking about Job, is in your power. Look at me, Atlanta. Which means it wasn't in your power before. So watch me. So I have to give you permission in order to mess with one of my sons and daughters. Why is that good news? Because whatever God allows, it's for your good. Come here, y'all. And for his glory. If God allowed it, somebody say, it's for his glory and my good. Now, you missed your praise, so let me back that thing up so that you can get your praise right through here. Because some of you are like, why am I going through this? Why did this happen to me? Everybody look at me. God could have stopped it. God could have said no. God could have stepped in the way and blocked it. But if he didn't, why is that good news? Because if he gave the enemy permission, that means something's about to turn. And it's about to turn for my good. If he gave the devil permission, God's about to get the glory. For every person got something going on in your life right now. When you're like, God, why is this happening? I'm going to give you an opportunity to switch this thing into a praise. One, two, three, go. For his glory and for my good. 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 Oh, Atlanta. Elbow yeah, somebody say, it's about to turn for you. Uh-uh, wrong one. Find another one. Just elbow him. Come here, elbow him and just say, it's about to turn for you. Bishop, where are you getting that from? Because if you jaywalked, watch me, to the end of Job chapter 42, the Bible says, and God turned the captivity of Job. Which means he allowed it, but that's because he wanted to give Job double what he had. I need somebody to just pop up out your seat, turn around one time, say, it's about to turn for me. It's a... And some of us, I just need to turn a few times. It's about to... Let's go. Let's go. Almost where I need to go. Number five. Need to get this. Number five. The devil is a detective. And this is important. I know you think you're good, but he's a detective. First Peter 5 be sober minded. In other words, don't lose your mind. Say, I can't lose my mind now. Don't lose your consistency now. Don't lose your faithfulness now. Don't lose your worship now. Bishop, why do you keep giving us these moments in 10 seconds and 5 seconds? Because for some of you, watch me, you, life has put you in a place to where you have to push yourself out of that place. You have to jump out of that place and your praise is what gets you out of that place. And I know it doesn't make sense, but the weapons of our warfare 
are not carnal, which means they're not natural. This thing is spiritual. Say it's spiritual. Talk to me, Atlanta. Say it's spiritual. I know it doesn't make sense to you why I shout like I do, but all you got to do is go read 2 Chronicles 20 because when there were enemies coming against King Jehoshaphat and Judah, the Bible says, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against their enemies. Watch me. They never had to take one sword. And for some of y'all, what you do on Sunday night is about to give you victory for the next seven days. I know it seems crazy. I know it doesn't make sense. But we are spiritual people. Let's go. First Peter 5, 8. Don't lose your mind. Be watchful. In other words, I'm watching for him. Your adversary. He's not God's adversary. So let me clear up and let me kill all of this. God versus the devil. Good versus evil. I just showed you how Satan is on payroll. Okay? So, so there is no, there's not going to be some battle one day in the valley of Megiddo between God and the enemy. God has no enemies because God has no equals. But Bishop Dunn, the scripture say, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Talking about our enemies. Because when you make yourself my enemy, you make yourself his enemy. So it's a stupid thing to come against. Would you look at somebody and say, only a fool would come against you. Only... I'm almost done, Atlanta, but I need some of y'all to recognize the worst thing they could have did was talk about you. The worst thing they could have did is start some with you. The worst thing they could have did is make you their enemy. Because one of his names is Jehovah Sabaoth, which means the Lord that'll... Okay. It means the Lord that will fight for his people. And I don't know about you, but watch me. Sometimes I just like to know I got somebody in the back fighting for me. I don't know about you. I don't mind fighting, but sometimes I just like to know that somebody else is helping me fight. Be sober-minded. Don't lose your mind. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, he prowls. Say he's a prowler. He prowls around like a roaring lion, lion, excuse me, seeking someone to devour. I'm almost done, Atlanta. Listen to me carefully. So he studies you. He knows exactly what needs to happen to push you. He knows what exactly needs to... Have you ever noticed that it's the same thing over? Watch me. Different body, same spirit. It's the same thing over and over and over again. He prowls around. He's like the pink panther. He prowls. He on the prowl. Watch me. He's stalking your Instagram. He's seeing what makes you respond. He's looking at your relationship between your mama to see that all he has to do is let us say something slightly sideways to get you in your emotions. Y'all ain't gonna talk... He's studying what happened as a child. He's studying the words that excite you. He's studying the words that depress you. He's studying you. Watch me. He's not omniscient, so he doesn't know everything. So he has to study you to see what will work against you. And once he finds something that works, he keeps working it. Watch me over and over again. And for some of you, watch me, October was the last month. Because he's been studying you and he knew what would work against you. But here you are on a Sunday night at a Sunday night fire harvest church interest service telling the enemy, let him that stole steal no longer. He studies you. He studies. He studies what gets you emotional. He'll make sure, watch me, he'll make sure that your algorithm on your social media shows you exactly what's going to depress you. Because you felt good about your life until you saw somebody else's not paying attention to the fact that they had to pose to post, which means it's not real anyhow. Y'all ready? He studies you. 
He studies what works. And think about this. Once you find something that works, I, the other day, I don't, I don't, I used to play video games. Anybody used to play video games? Anybody still play video games? Okay. So, so I, 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 listen, I quit school because of resource, then recess, then I bought the school. Okay. You get that. And so, so, so I don't play games. But so the other day, someone was like, Bishop, uh, play Mortal Kombat. And this is new style Mortal Kombat, too. I was like, I do not know these characters. I don't know nothing about these people. But I, I got Goro, you know, the four, the four arms. Y'all look at me. Y'all just said y'all play video games. Now y'all look at me like you're dumb. So I got Goro, and then I got Lloyd Rake. So I was like, all I know is back, back, forth. And then he goes, and, he go and, and, so, and so I was playing the game, and I was playing the game. I like winning. I don't know about you. I am very competitive. I do not like losing. If I see you on the street, but hey, how you doing? Shalom. I'm ready to go. I'm going to beat you to this next light. I'm just like, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm joking about that. But I'm very competitive. I like to win. So we're playing a game. I've never played this game. It's with a PS5. I was like, wow. And then you set the little, I was like, this is really, and then the controller makes noise. And it talks to, I was like, this is a whole nother game system. This is very different than what I was accustomed to. So anyway, I started figuring out this move that works. So you know what I did? I kept doing it. And they said, you can't keep doing that. I said, who says who? I said, it's working, so I'm going to work it. Everybody look at me. This is the same way the enemy does with you. You need to confuse him. And what worked yesterday, you need to respond totally different today. Because once that move stops working, he's going to be like... I don't even know what to try. Atlanta, we're almost done, but just elbow somebody and say, you're about to confuse the enemy. Because last week you would have cried. This week you're going to walk up and you're going to say, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Last time that happened, you would have lost your cool. But this time you kept your composure and you said, nobody's going to move. So look at me, look at me. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion. So he studies you to do what? To startle you. Because if he can startle you, listen carefully, he can devour you. If he can startle you, he can devour you. Because when you get startled, you'll do crazy things. Let me prove it to you. If you startle somebody, if you startle somebody, you can be holding all this stuff. Pick up all that. Get get your bow and arrow. Pick this up. Get your tricks. Get your tricks. Get 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 this here. I'm going to show you something. Let me get this here. Let's get this. No, that might rust. That's plastic. There we go. Okay. You carry a lot. Too many people's lives depend on you carrying what's in your hands. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Would you help somebody say you carry way too much? Uh-uh, I need you, I need you to really say this to your neighbor. Say what you're carrying is a big deal. You carry way too much. So what happens, watch me, what happens, he studies you to see when you're vulnerable because the goal is to startle you. So now you didn't drop everything. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You dropped everything that was in your hands. You dropped your business. You dropped your family. You dropped your peace of mind. You dropped your confidence. And for some of y'all, I dropped it in October, but in November, oh, I'm about to pick it right back up. Oh my God. Would you please touch three people and say, you may have dropped it, but you're going to pick it right back up. You dropped your vision, pick it back up. You dropped your hopes, pick it back up. You dropped it, but I need you to pick it back. 
Atlanta, y'all playing with me. Find the most excited person on your road. Text them, say, pick it back up. Pick it back up. You dropped your job search. Pick it back up. You dropped your prayer life. Pick it back up. You dropped your worship. Pick it back. He's seeking somebody. I'm almost done. He's seeking somebody to devour, which means that ain't everybody. He ain't finna get everybody. Now, we need to do a road check because I'm concerned about some of these roads. I'm concerned about some of these roads. We're going to do a road check, which means if he ain't going to get everybody, when he tries you this week, here's your reply. You got the wrong one. (laughs) You ready? Um, That is an urban colloquialism that simply means do not try these tactics against me, dear fellow. Dear fellow, hey pal, don't try that against me. Because <laughs> if you try this stuff with me, you're going to discover this stuff don't work with me. Oh, you thought I wasn't going to come to church? Oh, you got the wrong one. Oh, you thought that I wasn't going to worship? You got the wrong one. Oh, you thought that I wasn't going to give him glory? You got the wrong one. Oh, you think that because my neighbor wasn't going to touch me, I'm going to touch my neighbor? I'm going to touch him until it hurts. Y'all are going to say that. I, you got the wrong one. Oh, you thought I wasn't going to be a faithful giver? You got the wrong one. You, you thought that I wasn't going to keep working on my business plan? Yeah, it failed last month, but that was then. This is now. I just got to tweak it. I got to revise it. You got the wrong I'm so fresh and so clean. So here's the last part. Let's wrap this up. You ready? Practice. Everybody say you got the wrong one. So when depression tries to knock, because for some of you, you have an appointment weekly. You crawl up on your little bed on Tuesday nights and you have your appointment with sad. For some of you, every time you drive past their house, you have your appointment with sadness. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. Every time you see certain things pop up, you have an you got the wrong one. Come on, let's practice, Atlanta. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Watch me. When anxiety tries to get you because you're given a project, you don't think you're qualified. I got this thing tonight. Watch me. When debts try to knock at your door. When generational curses knock at your door. When they try to start something with you to pull you into a street fight. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. So here's the last thing. Here's the last thing. Here's the last thing. The devil is disarmed and defeated. All right. Now, now you said, okay, Bishop, but you just, you just told me all these devices that he has. Well, devices doesn't mean that he's not disarmed and defeated. He just needs you to give in to what he's doing because you have to drop this stuff. You have to give it up. And notice there's a huge mess that's left. But now, watch me. Many people are spending their lives cleaning up what they dropped because they were startled. But I, but I need you to hear me. Watch me. What he ha- I'm going to shout myself. I'm telling y'all, I might run right through here. What he hasn't done in years. 
he'll do in one day. I feel like preaching right through here. You do know that the woman that had the issue of blood, she had that issue because of something she did. But at, at the end of 12 years, 144 months, the Bible says in one day, in one moment, he did what had not been done in 12 years. I need your faith to elevate in this building because I know it's been like this for a long time. I know certain areas of your life have been like this for a long time. But can I just get you to make this declaration say, but in one day, He'll do what he hasn't done in years. So look at Colossians 2.15. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it. I've said this to you several times tonight, but I need you to get it. Satan can't take anything from you unless you give it up. Because Jesus punked him. The Bible says... Had Satan known what was going to happen when he crucified the Lord, he never would have did it. Because in his mind, same way with you, he thought, we're going to get Judas to betray him. We're going to get him on this cross. Which means he died a Roman death, not a religious death. So he died a political death. Which means this isn't just limited to the Hebrews, this is to the empire. Which means this thing is not just going to affect those that are believers, this is going to affect the entirety of the nation. This is going to affect believers and unbelievers. Because Jesus died for everybody. Watch me. I'm sorry to let some of y'all know you got to get Jesus out of your located community because he died, watch me, for everybody. I, uh-uh, some of y'all got real too quiet right there. He died for even the people you can't stand and you don't like. He died for everybody. But watch, but watch, but watch. So, so Satan thought, I'm going to get him on this cross. They're going to hunger high. They're going to stretch him wide. They're going to bow his head. He's going to die. That's it. It's over. It's over for him. That's what he thought. He thought that you were going to go through that bankruptcy. He thought you were going to go through that divorce. He thought you were going to go through that breakup. He thought you were going to go through that disappointing church experience. You, he, thought, he thought that you were going to go through that and that was going to be it for you. What he did not realize, watch me, the joke was on him. Because he was being punked. Let me walk you through it and then we're done. Y'all with me? So, so what ended up happening? So when Jesus dies, he takes on the sins of humanity. Previous, present, and future. In the scripture, can I teach for a moment? In the scripture, um, whenever there was something called the Day of Atonement, there was something called Passover. And in these two separate yet distinct feasts, um, there was something called the scapegoat. The high priest would literally take on the sins of the people, lay their hands on one of the goats, and then that goat would have to be slaughtered because he would take on the sins of the people. It had to be a male goat. It had to be a male goat without spot or blemish, meaning it was perfect. So when Jesus is on the cross, here he is, a male goat. Let's talk. He is a sacrifice without spot or blemish. Watch me. And he had to be slaughtered. Watch me. Because he took on the sins of the world. Can I teach for a moment? So when he dies, he does not die. Watch me in his divinity. When he dies, he dies taking on your sin, my sin, and the sins of the world. So the Bible says the wages of sin is death. So for three days, watch me, what Satan thought was going to be his end was actually his entrance. 
because when Jesus takes on the sins of the world, he now has to, watch me, because he's died as, with the sin of humanity on him, he now enters into Satan's realm. Let's talk. He enters into hell and Satan thinks this is going to be it for him. What he doesn't realize is Satan, I'm punking you because what you thought was going to kill me gave me access to your atmosphere. It gave me access to your realm. It gave me access to your domain. So the Bible says, watch me, if you grew up old school church for three days and three nights, he preached the revival. But what happens is that while he's in the domain of Satan, he's collecting some things. Say collecting some things. In Genesis, Adam gave him keys of authority. And this is why Satan had authority up until Jesus to do whatever he wanted to do in the earth. But then post-Jesus, our authority is restored back to us. That's why I tell you all the time, you're a king and a priest. You're the head and not the tail. You're above only and never beneath. You're a line crosser. You're a history maker. You're a boundary breaker. I wish you'd elbow somebody and say, you all that and some. You... So when he takes on the sins of humanity and he enters into hell, he gets the keys that Adam gave up in the Garden of, uh, in the garden of Eden. He takes those keys back. He restores our authority, but pay attention. As your scripture says, go back to the scripture. The scripture says that he made a public spectacle disarming them. So then he says, not only am I taking them keys, let me get that up off of you. But watch me, but I'm disarming you, which means you can no longer use those weapons against them. They will no longer be successful unless they allow it. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose. I wish I had a Bible read. You ready? You ready? You ready? So what happens? So what happens? So he takes the keys and he disarms him. And here's what he does. He takes him and he says, listen, I know you thought that what you were doing was going to kill me. But what you did was give me access to your realm. So I'm going to need these keys up off of you and you're disarmed. Watch me. The weapons that you have will no longer be effective against them unless they allow them to be effective. This is why you're like a lion. You're not one. You ready? In fact, the Bible says in Isaiah, we will behold him and say, this is him? This is who we've been running from? This the punk we've been scared of? This the punk we've been letting tear stuff up in our community? This the punk we've been letting tear our country up? This the punk we've been letting... You ready? You ready? So then the Bible says, I like Jesus because Jesus is petty. No, he is. Oh, read your Bible. He is very petty. Read your Bible. He's sitting at the table. During the Passover, he leaned back and said, and one of y'all at the table is about to betray me. It's the one that got his hand in the, in the cup the same time as mine. He, said it. That's he, said. he look over at John, lean back and be like, it's this mark right here. Oh, he's very petty. He's very petty. He's very petty. He's, very, he's so petty, he let Peter. See, you think Peter was trying to cut the man's ear off. Peter was aiming for his head. The man swooped, he got his ear. Nobody cuts an ear, they cut heads. Jesus is so petty, he's like, stop. Let me put his little ear back on. Jesus is petty. So, he, so watch me. So here's what he does. He says, I got the keys. I've disarmed you. And here's what I'm going to do. You thought this was my end. But what I'm going to do is in your realm, in your domain, I'm going to have a parade showing everybody down here who's king. You missed it. He goes into hell because he dies with your sin on him. But he takes authority over every atmosphere that he steps into. 
And for some of y'all, let that be revelation to you. Stop letting the atmosphere run you. You got to learn how to run an atmosphere. Stop letting that job run you. You walk on that job as I wish somebody would. Huh? We got to go. So he, so he walks him through. It's a parade. He's like, come on, come on. He walks him through. It's a parade. Put the scripture up. It's a parade. And he's disarming him. And the Bible says he makes a public, put the scripture, thank you, a public spectacle. He says, I want everybody to see that I got the keys back. I want everybody to see that what you meant for evil actually turned against you because I'm punking you. I want everybody to see this. I want everybody to see this. Now, pay attention. Say it gets better. When Jesus resurrected, you think just he got up. But the Bible says when he got up, graves were open and people were walking around the city. Where do these people come from? Because the Bible says he took captivity captive, which means he took hell and he said, now everybody that you ever got messed up, everybody you ever got jacked up, everybody you ever pulled into some mess, I'm about to set them free and give them another opportunity. You ready for your shop? Touch your neighbor and say, God's giving you another chance. He's giving you a no, Atlanta, please get somebody close to you. Say, God's just giving you another chance. I, I know it didn't work in October, but baby, November, you got another chance. I know it didn't work last year, but you got another. So, so, so when Jesus was resurrected, the Bible says graves are open. People are walking around the city, and people are like, well, is that so and so? So and so dead. So and so gone. Because when he got up, didn't he die? Didn't nobody tell me nothing. Who did the body? <laughs> Y'all know I'm good. Everybody got up. You're missing it. When Jesus got up, when Jesus got up, everybody got up. This, you only got two more touch your neighbors. And I know some of y'all like this. If I do not want to touch my neighbor no more. But when you see the praise report you have for me by next Sunday. Oh, because everybody up under the sound of my voice and everybody watching, you're about to have a praise report in the next seven days. Would you just touch it one time and say, let's get up. Get up out of that frustration. Get up out of that anger. Get up out of that depression. Get up out of that negative place. Okay, literally, get up, everybody, literally, everybody, literally, everybody, literally, get up. First John 3, 8, for this reason, the Son of God appeared, was to destroy the works of the devil. Everybody stand with me in the building and online. For this reason, to destroy the works of the devil, which means my response is really simple. You got the wrong one. You got the wrong one. How many can be honest um, that the enemy has tried some of the same stuff? And if you're honest, there are some areas where you drop some stuff. Wait a minute, you're in a safe place online. There are some areas where you drop what you were working on. I don't know who that is to my left where God says you abandoned a plan he was about to prosper. But you're about to get right back up. Father, I pray that tonight, Holy Ghost, be with us strong. Lock this word in us. Seal this word in us. Do not let us leave the same way that we came. Let our response to the enemy be, you got the wrong one. Let him who stole steal no longer. 
Father, forgive us for falling for the tricks. Forgive us for falling for the devices. Forgive us for falling for his tools and for his tactics and giving up what you gave to us. But I pray, God, that there would be a... The Bible says the kingdom suffers violence and violent men and women take it by force. I pray that tonight, God, you would release a spirit of sanctified violence. Y'all better talk to me. What does that mean? It just simply means that we will, be in the spirit, we will be focused and we will be unwavering and that our response to the enemy will be, you got the wrong one. Can I get you to lift your hands in the building and online and just make that declaration say, this month, my declaration is the enemy has the wrong one. Come on, say it with authority. Say, this month, my declaration is whatever I've given up I'm taking that back and I want interest with it say I demand recompense I demand repayment I demand resets I demand restarts this month my life is worth living and the best isn't behind me it's right here and right now and it's ahead of me in Jesus name can I just get you to release a praise right there in the building and online come on y'all we're about to go but let out a war cry would you what is that that's just a shout that's just a shout whatever I gave up I'm taking it back whatever I released I'm taking it back whatever I forfeited I'm taking it Lift your hands. So God, I prophesy now that within seven days they will bring a praise report. When I prophesy, you respond. You say, I receive. So I prophesy, God, that everybody under the sound of my voice, in the building and online, within seven days they will have a praise report. I pray, God, that wherever the enemy was successful in previous months, previous days, previous years, that he would not experience that success from this day forward. Say, I receive that. I pray, God, that we would have one response to every device of the punk. See, the enemy hates me, but the truth is I don't like him either. The truth is I can't stand him either. The truth is I get excited about depopulating hell. The truth is I get excited about every victory. The truth is I get excited about everything I overcome because we were created to be more than conquerors. My response is you got the wrong one. Practice it. Practice it. Practice it. When family drama shows up, when anxiety shows up, when mess shows up, when stress shows up, when the enemy shows up, when they call you with some gossip, when they call you telling them they fired you, when the doctor says something negative. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building. Just remain standing with me for just a few more seconds. Tonight, if you need to become a Christian, tonight's your night. You're not in this building or online by accident. This is a divine appointment. Tonight, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Wherever you're at, on the count of three in the building, I'm going to ask that you slip your hand up online. I'm going to ask that you do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. I have online ambassadors watching you right now. On three, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. But Bishop Foreman, you might have to come down front. Nope. Bishop Foreman, uh, but you don't know my mistakes. You don't know my sins. They don't matter. There's no place too low where the blood of Jesus cannot flow. I know a lot of Christians want to make Jesus their own private thing to where nobody else can get in. But the truth is, is that when he got up, everybody got up. Somebody say, everybody's included. Say, nobody's excluded. 
That's important because for some of you, you let people make you think that you're too messed up for God. You let people make you think, well, you keep messing up. Well, as long as I keep getting up, he that has begun a good work in me shall complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And I may not be where I want to be, but every survivor, every winner, every conqueror, who can thank God that you're not where you used to be? need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. On three, hands up in the building online do the hand wave emoji just said to me. One, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. One, two, three. If that's you, slip that hand up in the building. Slip it up in that building. No guilt. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Hallelujah. Harvest, we're a church that celebrates when people come to the Lord. Would you celebrate for a few seconds right there? Everybody pray this prayer with me real quick. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. Come on, everybody say it. Say, I confess with my mouth. And I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. I know my assignment this month. I will not be punked again. In Jesus' name, amen. You can open your eyes, look at the screen, you text the word HARVEST to 55498 or scan the QR code. Let us know that you just gave your life to the Lord. Why? I want to get a message in your hand called What Next to show you what to do next. 90% of Christians fall away in two years or less. You know why? Because they don't know what to do next. Let me walk you through that. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. Listen, what are we doing in Atlanta? Um, we are here, and if you were at our mixer last week, you heard some of my heart. You can go online, and it's there, too. Uh, listen, we are here not because of any other reason except God's divine direction to be here. Harvest is a hybrid church. We started in Denver years ago, 46 out of 50 for lowest church attendance in the nation, 4% African-American, so there's not a lot of ethnic and racial diversity. And what God has done in and through Harvest is nothing short of a miracle. And the next chapter of that miracle is right here in this city. And we're excited in this area, this region, let me say. We're excited about it. For some of you, you're, you're saved, but you need a shepherd. You need somebody that can speak life into your life. Listen, I know the type of people that are called to me, strong ones. Iron sharpens iron. And look at your neighbor. Look, just say this to him. Just say this to him. Say, you're too strong for a punk pastor. Tell him. You are. You are. You just are. There's, there's too much gift and talent, skill, ability, and strength in you. So I know the people that are connected and called to harvest. White, black, tall, short, every age, every pedigree, PhDs, GEDs, tatted up, three-piece suits, whatever. Everybody's included. Nobody's excluded. If you know I'm your shepherd, we'd love for you to be a part of the family. All you got to do is text harvest to 55498 or scan the QR code. You can be seated for just a second. Um, tonight, there were communion elements that were on your seat or in the seat pocket in front of you. Let's move quickly. If you'll just pull those out. You'll just pull those out. Communion is reserved for believers. That's why we do it after the invitation. Did you get some out of this word tonight? I know if you grew up old school church, you're used to first Sunday, especially a bishop and his collar and all of that. I'm in the airport on Sundays. I'm not wearing all that. Not during the interest services. Y'all will be all right. Amen. Here's the rule at harvest. Just wear some clothes. <laughs> Come just as you are and watch the Lord change your life. Did you hear what I just said? You come just as you are and you watch the Lord change your life. Peel that first layer back and lift it towards heaven. Communion is also known as the Lord's Supper. 
you came from a liturgical background it's known as the Eucharist it is the blood and body of Jesus Jesus said as often as you do this do this in remembrance did we serve the band let's get them something too let's get, y'all, oh y'all good y'all good okay they're good y'all, y'all own it praise him lift it towards heaven everybody just lift up Jesus said if I be lifted up I will draw all men unto me on the night Jesus was betrayed he lifted up bread and he broke it and he says this is my body that is broken for you need you to just think for just a moment that he died from it so you don't have to die from it. Father, as a bishop in your church, transform these elements to your blood and your body that we might receive now. In Jesus' name, you can receive the bread. Peel that next layer back. This is new school church, so we have these value packs. If you were up old school church, the deacons would be in the back crushing the crackers. And if you were like me as a kid, I used to watch the communion tray come down to try to get the big cracker. Don't judge me. It got real judgmental in this room. I can't believe that. I was a kid. Don't start nothing. (laughs) Lift it towards heaven. While Jesus was sitting right next to his betrayer, the measure of your maturity is not what you do in the absence of adversity. It's what you do in the face of adversity. He's sitting right next to the man that was doing him dirty. He holds up a chalice of wine, similar to what's in my hand. He said, this is my blood that's shed for you. Father, I thank you that your blood cleanses us, it renews us, it washes us. On this first Sunday of a brand new month, wash this month clean. Come over here. God, set us free from the bitterness of previous months, from the failures of previous months. From the disappointments of previous months, my God, set us free from everything that we brought into this month from previous months. God, wash this month and make this month a new beginning. Make this month a fresh start. And let our name be brought up for your glory. Let favor find us for your glory. Let opportunity open for us for your glory. In Jesus' name, you can receive the juice. my online family we will send you communion and all you got to do is scan that QR code we'll send it to you totally free of charge for those of you in the building if you'll pass your elements to the end of your row and the ambassadors are coming to receive that did y'all get some out of this word tonight yeah. I said did y'all get some out of this word tonight yeah. so listen we will be here next Sunday what day yeah. next Sunday at 6 o'clock I want to encourage some of you to get involved. So what are we going to do? We're going to do another interest service next week. Next week, I'll tell you what we're going to do after that um, during the holiday time. And I'll tell you, we've got a lot of work to do in the month of December because in December, we, you already heard me talk about toys and outreach and all of that. Uh, we've got an outreach team that's coming. We're going to have that. We were going to have them come this week. We moved them to come into December. We're going to do lots of outreach to reach the people. Harvest is not a church about just being in the four walls. Uh, we are very passionate about being the community and being a blessing to other people. And so, you're needed. I said, you're needed. I said, you're needed. Your gifts, your talents, your skills, your ability. And so there's many serving opportunities. Your next step is called Harvest You. They're going to just play a quick video, show you some of the serving opportunities right after that. We're going to seal this experience, and then I'll be down front right here. I would love to meet and greet you. They call me the people's business because I love the people that I lead. Um, that is just the truth. I get so much joy out of reading your testimonies, your praise reports, praying with you. Um, that's just who I am. So if you want a shepherd who doesn't like people but likes crowds, you got the wrong guy. 
Um, if you want to, if you're looking for a shepherd who's just in it for some other reason, I literally have given the last 17 years of my life um, to fulfill God's assignment and purpose. And God has been good to me, but I'm excited that the best is yet to come. Here's some serving opportunities right after that. Um, we're going to wrap this up. Take a look. for you to be a part of that all right so what's your next step in our app or online you just tap uh, serve or get involved or join harvest any of those and it'll work for you if you have any questions there'll be ambassadors anybody with a badge can walk you through that show you to do that you can come down front we'll do that there's something we do at harvest called sow to seal which means that a word speaks life into our life we sow into that word to seal how many of you this word spoke life into your life tonight wave at me wave at me they're building it online our seed tonight, our seed tonight, our seed tonight is 30. We're going to cover every day of this month, every day of this month. Bishop, what do you mean sow to seal? Where is that at in the Bible? It's in 1 Samuel chapter 9. When a word spoke directly into their lives, they sealed that word with a seed. And so I never did this until May of 2022. And I said, God, sow to seal. And he said, every service, every prayer. I said, everyone. He said, because I'm going to start releasing wealth into the hands of the people of Harvest. Let me show you what's happened. Put up Harvest at a glance. Since we started doing this, I want you to see something that's happening. This doesn't include numbers from this year or the end of last year. I want you to look at that bottom right corner. 42 new six and seven figure earners created in that time. I just want you to open up your mouth and say, wealth is attracted to me. And so if you're going to sow that, you can do that. How can you, you can use, I'm using text to give. That's the way I sowed this morning in Denver. And I'm doing it again right now, covering every day this month. And what is this seed? I'm, I'm just covering the month of November. This is my November seed. I'm believing that every day this month, I'm going to see victory. Every day this month, I'm going to see great things manifest. Bishop, I want to do more than 30. Do more than 30, but that's what we're sowing together. You can use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Woman with the number two. PayPal, Venmozelle, all that's available. When you got that seed, just say, I got it. Hey, Atlanta, I love y'all, and I, and I am super excited about what we're about to do. Um, these interest services have been amazing. I wake up at 4 a.m. to be here with you um, on Sunday night, and can we clap it up for our Denver congregation and family that has, has offered me up as a sacrifice? No, y'all can do better than that. They have not seen me in person on Sunday since September 24th. Um, but everybody's in place. Every week, more people getting saved with me not being there. No, I'm so sick. I looked at the report today. I said, more people getting saved with me not being there. I said, this is great. Um, but she's from Denver. Where's Sharon at? Where's she at? She, she came here from Denver just to tell me that she missed me. <laughs> Miss you too, Sharon. Miss you too. Love you. And, uh, but of course, then I'm back in Denver on Wednesday. Prayer tomorrow night at 7 online. 
And I'm excited about your life. Smile to somebody. Say, I'm excited about your future. Come on, would you stand? We're going home. Would you stand? Or some of y'all to the Waffle House. <laughs> would you stand at the good of the end of the line? Lift your giving to the Lord in the building end of the line. Say, Bishop, I don't have 30. Get as close as you can to it. Bishop, I'm going to do more than 30. You do that. But everybody sow something to seal this word that you've heard. Just say it with me. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I seal the word that I've heard. Lock this in me, God. Let me lock that response in. Every time the enemy tries anything, he got the wrong one. And I believe by faith that all things are working together for my good. No weapon that's formed against me is going to be able to prosper. This is going to be an incredible month. I'm going to break some records this month. My name's about to be brought up. Come on, y'all pray. Say, favor's about to come looking for me. Doors are about to open for me. Come on, make this declaration. Say, I'm going to be closer to God this month. Woo, say that with authority. Say, I'm going to have a better relationship with the Lord this month. In Jesus' name. Everybody excited about your November? I'll know based on your praise right there. Hallelujah. The bastards are passing in the building. I'll be down front to meet and greet you. On your way out, hug two or three people. Ambassadors will be at the door to make sure they can help you. We want you to get involved. I'll see you next Sunday at 6 o'clock in this building. Bring somebody with you. Atlanta, bring somebody with you next Sunday night or invite them to church. I'll see you down front in just a minute. Go on the shalom of God. We end every service this way. Love God, love people, and love life. Do it with me, y'all. Love God, love people, and love life. Go on your way. Come on, y'all take us home. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Every day my company gets scam phishing emails trying to get money or sensitive info. I wanted to protect my employees and my clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. First, teach employees to recognize and report phishing. Next, require strong passwords plus multi-factor authentication. And finally, turn on automatic updates for your business software. To learn more, go to CISA at CISA.gov forward slash secure our world.